Hey, 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 everyone. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, episode number 35. And I'm really excited because I have a very, very special guest who is sat right beside me. And if it wasn't for this guy, I would not be where I am today, not just in network marketing, but in general. His super, his super strong swimmers, which sounds really weird, are responsible for me being born because he is my dad. Um, dad, how are you doing? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing real good. So it always feels weird me um, saying dad, uh, his full name, because I've always called him dad, but his name is Simon Brooks, or as he always used to say on the phone, my name's Simon, Simon Brooks. He's kind of like a little James, little James Bond. He's a big James Bond, especially in my eyes. You don't have shake, you don't have martinis shaken instead, though, do you? No, you no, just have a pint of, no, yeah, a pint just, of bitter, yeah, don't you? Yeah, a pint of bitter. A pint of bitter with uh, some, some lemonade in the top, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, lemonade top. Um, I don't know why we started on that. Anyway, um, today I wanted, to, I wanted my dad to um, share with you guys how he got started in network marketing. Um, what it was like right at the beginning, right at the very, 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 very beginning. And then also we're going to touch on some objection handling. Um, just how he deals with it. My dad's one of the best objection handlers I've ever seen in the industry. I've learned so much from how, what he does and his fundamentals behind the objection handling. Uh, so we'll go through a few of them over the next course of this next podcast. And yeah, I'm excited for him to share. So dad, tell everyone how you got started in network marketing. Well, what we did is we basically bought a house, which was a five bedroom, three reception room house. And the idea was to rent it to five strangers, five people that we didn't know. But and that was, that, that was because you couldn't afford to pay the bills of it, right? Yeah, you yeah. Did, yeah. Okay. I got a fast loan out of paper, yeah. got a mortgage, and thought, how do we pay this mortgage? Yeah, you can, it's really, by the way, guys, just to let you know, we're recording this, me and my dad are looking into each other's eyes as we do it, and it's a little bit weird, because <laughs> usually I just look at the microphone, but it's a conversation, so I just thought I would let you picture where we are now. So yeah, we're in the kitchen as well. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so um, yeah, bought the house, had these five tenants, but it wasn't tenants like DSS, and I'm not being offensive if you're on DSS. DSS is like um, government benefits yeah, government, and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? So it was professional people, doctors, dentists, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And basically, the first tenant that we got is Fraser's godfather. Yeah, John. John yeah. Mason. John, John if, you're, if you're listening to this, not that you probably are, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's going back uh, 32 years ago. And... Uh, in the kitchen, we shared the kitchen with these people and we shared the shower and bathroom. And they had a newspaper. I never read newspapers, always bad news. And one of the tenants actually had the mail on Sunday in the kitchen. And I'm just flicking through it, looking at the pictures. And then it came to this section, business to business. Hmm. And I thought, ooh, what's this? I drive an Aston Martin and I make millions MLM. I do this, do I do that MLM? And so I thought, oh, let's go and make a phone call. <laughs> so I then went into the lounge where the telephone was, made four phone calls. Three of them were answer phones. And this was on a Sunday. Ooh. And I put the phone down. The fourth Whoa, whoa, whoa. The- so sorry. So you ring, you ring someone, ring, 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 answer machine, you put the phone down. Yes, ring, second one, ring, 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 answer machine, put the put phone, phone down. down. Third one, ring, 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 ring answer phone, phone, put the phone, phone down. down. Fourth one, ring, 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 ring. ring, 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 ring Hello, ring. can I help you? 
Hello, can I help you? Yeah. Uh, hi. I saw your advert in the paper. Can you tell me what it's all about? Yeah, sure. Certainly. What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Okay, basically, this is all to do with um, network marketing. I said, before you go any further, <laughs> these adverts that say MLM, what does the MLM stand for? Make love monthly, make lots of money. What's MLM stand for? He said, multi-level marketing. I said, and what is it? He said, well, that's what you're phoning about. That's what this advert's about. And he said, it's about marketing the product and then whatever you sell to a team of people or whatever the team of people sell, yeah. you, you earn an override. You earn a yeah. benefit. I said, oh, right, what's the product? He said, alternative designer fragrances. I said, what's that? He said, copy perfume. By the way, he's looking at me as if like, am I allowed to say this? <laughs> yes, you are. No company names, all of that. Uh, yeah, so copy perfume, okay. Yeah, copy Which, perfume. by the way, if you are in a fragrance company, I don't think you're allowed to use the phrase copy perfume anymore, are you? No, I've got no. Uh, you're not allowed, just, just, just so you know. All right, so, okay, he told you this. Yeah. So you're like... I said, nah, it's not for me. He said, Simon, is it the idea of selling perfume that doesn't excite you or the idea of making an extra 20000 a year? Now, going back 32 <sighs> years ago, I thought 20000 whoa... You have to love to earn that. I mean, even now, it's not, you know, no money. It's, it's money worth having. I said, yeah, it's the idea of selling perfume. He said, if I could show you a way of selling that product without touching the product, you'd be interested, wouldn't you? Wow. I said, yeah, it's, that's called an assumptive close. You'd be interested, wouldn't you? I said, yep, sure would. You, see, I like that because you and I are a big fan of, obviously, the Eric Warrior Go Pro book, If I Would You. Yeah. But we're bigger fans of If I, You Would, Wouldn't You, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, if I was to send you a video, you'd watch it, right? Instead of, if I showed you a video, would you watch it? Right? It's a bit, there's a big, big difference. Big. But go on then. So, okay. So, so then... He turned around and said, I expect you're one of these people who pay everything by credit card, aren't you? Because it, it will cost you £25 <laughs> to get involved. I said, yeah, I am. Thinking, that, let's get them off my back. And he said, great, I can take that. What's your card number? So now I trotted across the hall into the bedroom where I kept my credit card in my wallet. Got my credit card. He sent me no information. I'd never met this guy. This is the first phone call I've ever had. I'm the easiest person to sell to. Came back and gave him my card. Why, why was that though, Dad? Was it because you were like desperate? Was it because you would, you'd reached a point of desperation where mum was pregnant with me, um, you were renting your house out to strangers and you just thought, was it just luck? Was it just because you just buy anything? Because you, you didn't have much money then, no, did you? So, no, I um, think a lot of it's all down to timing. So it's just you just felt like it was the right time. Yeah. And back then, the law of attraction wasn't a thing, was it? No. So 32 years ago, it wasn't as if you were like practicing the law of attraction and no, all that sort don't of stuff. There's no internet. Yeah. No email. It's crazy. None isn't of it. All right. So you end up joining. Yeah. He then invites you to an event, right? Yeah. In Blackpool. Yeah. It was the company's convention. How many were there? Uh, around 500 people. And you, you went, mum went, and I was in the womb in the room. You got it. Right. Okay, so here's a fun thing, right? And this is a lesson in not burning bridges. Because unfortunately, that company didn't last the test of time, did it? No. You did, you did good in it, but the company, I, I, unfortunately... I, well, no, I did, I did okay. Okay, so out of 10, how did you do? I would have said... One being like you completely flopped it, 10 yeah. being you smashed yeah, it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I reckon I did around 7. Se okay, so not, not bad. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Okay. But... 
unfortunately, the company didn't, right? However, you stayed in touch with your upline, right? The guy who introduced you to it. And yeah. The guy I thought was my hero. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever, with with this company, you had a demonstration box. Yeah. And we used to call it a perfume kit. Okay. So in the in the box was a load of perfume. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. A load of samples. Yeah. And wherever you saw this guy, he always had the kit under his arm. Yeah. So whether he had a t-shirt and jeans on or whether he had a three-piece suit on. Or whether he was in the pub or yeah. an event he or He carried the shop. kit wherever he went. Wow. And that really taught me, you have to prospect, 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 prospect. When you finish... Prospect. And, and guys, a lot of you guys will be listening to this and you might be a part of the older school companies and there's incredible stories of people who literally are wearing badges uh, saying something along the lines of, you know, uh, I can help you lose weight, like ask me how, or, you know, I used to be, I used to be fat, now I'm not, ask me how, like things like that because they work. However, my dad was telling me this story recently. He, he kept in touch with his, his, his old upline. And unfortunately, when that company uh, kind of, you know, uh, d- deteriorated, my dad kept going. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But this guy didn't. This guy said that Neto Martin was not going to be for him, right? Yeah. But dad kept in touch with him. And like a couple of weeks ago, you... No, okay. You, this guy moved. He used to live in a place called uh, North Wales called Prestatin. Prestwatin? Prestwatin, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> he moved 19 years ago to Australia. Nice. And I always kept in touch with him on Facebook and everything else and social media and everything else. And five days ago... I actually sponsored this guy into oh, my that's business. Crazy. So you, so you just been talking to him. Then obviously you, you'd approached him about your business, mm-hmm. like you did every every so often. Yeah. But and then he decided, yeah, let's go. Yeah. What What are you doing now, Simon? Wow. And that's I showed him, and then bingo. Okay. So that's incredible. So obviously the first company you did, you did a seven out of ten. The second company you did. How did you, how well did you do out of one at one in ten? Um, ten second, being again yeah, top of the company. I would have said nine and a half. Nine and a half. But unfortunately, that company didn't didn't end up lasting the test of time, right? Uh, no. Well, that company um, carried on going, uh-huh. but it was a dinosaur. It was awkward, uh, and it's still going with its product. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, but it's, wow. it's not for me. All right. So, so okay. So first company was your first girlfriend who you didn't really fall in love with. Correct. Second company was a girlfriend you fell in love with, but they didn't fall in love with you. Yeah. Third company, you fell in love with the company, they fell in love with you. Mm. Right? But the second company, I did make around 10 million with it. No, that, that was a third company, right? Well, yeah, bigger than the yeah, yeah. third company. So, but it was an interesting story, right? Yeah. So third company was Diet Cookie Company, Eat Cake, Lose yeah. Weight. yeah. And that's where you gained your skills. That's where you made 10 million in 10 years. That's where you absolutely smashed it. That's Mm. where I saw you hit the big big stages and thought my dad was a celebrity because everyone wanted to shake his hand and all that sort of stuff. And that leads us into the objection handling, right? Mm. So I'm conscious of of getting into this. I know a lot of you guys want to hear more of my dad's story. We'll do another another podcast sometime soon. But objections, right? Mm. I've recently just created a list of the 67. How crazy is this? There are 67. I did a massive poll uh, and we had like four or 500 people complete the poll of saying, what are the objections that you get? And after, after deleting all the duplicates and the ones that were similar to the duplicates, mm. there was 67 different objections. Okay. What do you think 
obviously times change, but what do you think are the most the, the three most common? Number one is I've not got time. Number two, uh, I've not got enough money. And number th- number three, uh, this is pyramid selling. Right, exactly, and, and and you know what? It's exactly in those orders. Time, time, number, yeah, I know, but you know, it's always good to test him. It's always good to test the dinosaur, <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Although, yeah. Anyway, um, so the first one is time. People say that's the biggest objection people get. Money is the second. Pyramid selling is the third. So let's get into it. Let's say uh, you come across me on Facebook or you come across me on the street, you kind of pitch me the deal, whether you tell it to me about your story, mm-hmm. whether you share with me the opportunity video, whether yeah. you share with me, whatever. And the person goes, I don't have enough time. Well, what do you say? Okay, one thing I don't say mm-hmm. is I never, ever answer that question I answer it with a question. So you're basically saying you only ever answer a question... With a question. ...with another question. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's one of the fundamentals that I, I picked up from my dad. So, okay, so Simon, I, I know I should do what Simon says, but <laughs> um, I just don't have the time. Okay, can I ask you a question? Oh, okay. Yeah. How much time do you have? Well, I've got... Let's just say I'm Bob, who's got three kids. I've got so, three so, kids yeah, so and... You haven't got any I, not, I haven't really got any time, okay. to be honest. I've got three kids and it's kind of crazy. Can I ask you another question? Sure. If I could share an opportunity with you where you could invest 60 seconds a day into a, an opportunity, into your own business, where I could show you how you could make £1,000 a month mm. on a part-time basis... Would you be open? Well, yeah, but like, what do I have to do? Okay, well, that's the whole process. Now, okay. going through this phone call, I'm not going to explain to you what you do and how you do it. Right. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to get you in front of a pe- presentation. Right. Does it's a, that sound fair? Does that sound fair? It's a visual thing. See, guys, you're now starting to understand why my dad's my mentor. Um, so, okay. So, again, the whole idea is... Answer a question with a question. Um, identify if they're they're serious or not, mm. because you're asking them to say like, if I could show you how you could, you know, do it in six seconds, you'd yeah. be interested, right? If they're like, no, I'm not, then they just they want to make an excuse, don't off. they? They just bin, got, bin you, them off is a technical term for move on to the next person. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone, so what next? Because someone, what you got, right? So. Um, all right, so that, I think mean, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Mm. Like, but a lot of people, they panic about that. Like, oh, but I, I, a lot of people, we were saying at Success Summit about you've got to get a grip. Mm. Like, oh, well, I understand you don't have time. Like, I understand this. And un- no, like, no. just deal with it. Get a grip. Tell them, be, you know, be, be assertive with it. Right, second one. Uh, yeah, I mean, thanks, Simon, for your time, but uh, I don't have any money right now. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. How much money do you have in my bank? Well, yeah. Oh, like it's eighteen quid, nineteen okay. quid. So you times really are tough. You really don't have any money. No, so I'm can screwed. I ask you a question? Yeah. What vehicle have you got to change that process? Uh, uh I have my job. I'm thinking about getting a second job. Okay. And... Well, let's talk about your job. Yeah. How much do you make in that job? Uh it's about five hundred pound a week. Okay. It's two grand a month. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good money. Yeah, I've got a good job. Okay, so if I was to say to you, can I ask you this question? Are you married? Have you got a family? Uh, I am going to be getting married in summer. 
Hence okay. why I have no money. Have you got any children that you know of? <laughs> not. <laughs> um, not, not that I know of. Not that I know of. Okay. Okay, so you, you're making 500 pounds. Okay, so if I was to say to you, if you could actually get enough money, let's say, let's say half of what you make in a month, let's say a thousand pounds a month to join my business. Yeah. Would you be open to that? Yeah, I would. Well, let me tell you the good news. It's going to cost you nowhere near a thousand pounds. Ah, okay. Start high, ski S- down. S- ski you downhill. You can't ski uphill. You can't ski uphill. That's a good one, that. So you, okay, so you're then, t- you're using the mirror to turn it on them to basically say like, well, what vehicle have you got to change it? Because for things to change, yeah. you've got to change. Yeah. Another way of using it, I suppose, is uh, if like, let's say I was to say, um, I've got no time, I've got no money. Your question would be, how does that make you feel? Yeah, or how much time have you got? Yeah. How much money have you so got? So like, if, if you really focus on someone's pain, you can really show that you've got the solution. And again, you're not looking to convince people, are you? You're just looking to see if they're serious or not. Amateurs convince. Professionals sort. Exactly. Exactly. Go through the sorting process. So, so true. All right, last one. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know where this is going to go. But, yeah, Simon, I mean, like, thanks for your time, mate, but it sounds like one of those pyramid things. That's a very, very interesting question. But let me tell you now, did you know that everything is a pyramid? Uh-huh. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. He's trying not to laugh. Uh, okay. And I'm laughing my head off. Did you, can I ask you a question? Where do you work? Um, let's just make something up. Yeah. Um, I work at Tesco's. Tesco's is a supermarket like Walmart or Coles for our Australian friends. Okay. So let's take that, that store. Let's take that business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know that's the biggest pyramid in the world? <laughs> no, Tesco's isn't. Yeah, well, let me tell you now. Who owns Tesco's? Oh, so Mr. Tesco. Okay. You talk about a chairman. Yeah. Is at the head of the helm. Yeah. And he's got a board of directors yeah. who've got directors, who've got yeah. salesmen, yeah. who've got outlets that sell to the public. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, store, I've got a store manager. If you actually wrote that in circles, yeah. that's the biggest pyramid you're ever going to get. But let's look at another one. Yeah, it's, but, sorry, but, yeah, but, um, but, but the person at the top makes all the money in the pyramid schemes. Okay, but in our business, uh-huh. it doesn't. Uh, the person that starts at the bottom can make as much money uh, as the person that's at the, at the top. Yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but now let's look at this. Let's talk about the church. Who's at the top of the church? Yeah, the, the, well, the Pope. Yeah. Pope. Then you've got the bishops, then you've got the cardinals, cardinals. then you've got the vicars, then you've got the parishioners, mm-hmm. then you've got the churches and everything else. That's the biggest pyramid you're going to get. Mm. Let's take the armed forces. Who's at the top? You've got the general, mm. then you've got the colonel, then you've got the captains, then you've got the majors, or the majors, then the captains, then the troops. Yeah. Can the troops be at the top of the pyramid? Yes, they can. Yeah, but like but one take, out of every... Yeah, 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 yeah. but it takes the time. Yeah. But everything has to form a pyramid. A hierarchy, yeah. Gotta be. So, but, but, okay, so let's talk about this one. Because I know there are a lot of smart asses out there who, um, you know, they think they, they think they just, basically they watch what they want like a smart ass. And what yeah. I've learned is don't have a team full of smart asses. Yeah. There's just no point. So, yeah, but like Tesco's going to pay me without having to buy any products. Okay. What would you say for that? Well, the reason why they're going to pay you is mm. because they need to pay staff. 
to fill their shelves up, to work in their shops, to mm. take the money from the, uh, the cash registers. Mm. If they don't, their pyramid collapses. <laughs> so it has, to, it has to form some kind of hierarchy. That's brilliant. So if they don't pay the people at the bottom of the pyramid, yeah. the pyramid collapse. That is actually genius. Never heard anyone. I've never even heard you say that before. Yeah, but don't forget, my background is the supermarket business. Yeah, it's a good job I chose the supermarket yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's... By the way, guys, if you haven't picked up on that, that is actually brilliant. Now, there's no... Again, like, we're... My, my dad's style is very... Um, he's very direct, and it's one of those things that some people, they come across it and they love it. And the people who have worked with you in the past, I know, have had massive success because of that. Some people, they don't like it because they find it offensive, because you're so, you're so direct, but it just works. And here's what I want, here's what I'm going to admit to you. When I started, I got, I was a little mouse, and you'll remember this, and I got trodden all over, all over. And as the years progressed, I became more tough, more strict, more direct, more straightforward. Uh, I used to be, I mean, I know Rob Sperry says this well, but I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I just used to do anything to make sure people talked about me good. You don't care. I don't. But I when, don't you sta- when you started, did you? Have you toughened up because of that market? Yeah, because I know that the, the industry I came to grips with, and I thought this is a letdown business. It is a letdown business. People will let you down faster than look at you. Yeah, people will let you down. You mean like they're going to say they're going to be the number one income earner? They yeah. don't. They yeah. say they're going to bring five people to a home meeting? They well, don't. Yeah. When I sponsor people, I always turn around and give them all the feel-good factor about how great everything is, how great the company is. But I will let you into this little secret. You will quit me mm-hmm. before I will quit you. Yeah. I'm in this big time, long time, all the time. Yeah. And I don't know if you see it like I do. So, okay, so you're... This is, this is one of the things that my dad's nailed. Um, and it, it's one of the traits of a leader is he has a responsibility. Like, and you, you, this is a great leadership training, but you have a responsibility because you're so reliable. In terms of, if, if I was to message you, I would get, an, I would get a reply within an hour. No. Yeah. Within... Four minutes. <laughs> so during the day, he'd reply to me straight away. And you know that annoys your mum. And it annoys my mum. Yeah. But even but... if I'm at restaurants and I'm yeah. on my phone, she says, what are you doing? Aren't you coming yeah, out that, with me? That is, yeah, okay. <laughs> that is a little bit annoying. <laughs> and my mum is also in the background and she's laughing. You don't know if you can hear her. Can you, she, I'm not going to ask her to laugh louder because that'd be weird. But uh, she's laughing. She's laughing in the background because I know what she means. But dad, your biggest fear, you have two big fears now, I don't know if you can remember what they are, but one of them is actually a very, very good fear. I'm going to see if you can have a guess at what you two... Because I know what they are, but you, you, you might not. Okay. Because you've not been thinking about what we've been no, talking no. about. Yet. My biggest fear is to attend a massive <laughs> event, Yeah. be sat in the audience, and I look at people walking across stage being recognised for hitting high ranks, and I know them. And you know one of them. And so, they're my friends. So, you, so you're, you're in, this, you're in the, the back of the room at a company event. People are getting recognised for hitting big bonuses. And you see one of your friends. Friend, that I'm thinking, I didn't ask them. <laughs> what am I doing? So, oh, my word. So then you've got that skill of talking to anyone and everyone because yep. you never know who's going to turn into something big. The worst could be the best and the best could be the worst. Right. 
Your other fear, and I don't know if he'll pick up on it because it's, it's not like a big standout fear. We don't talk about it too much. But your other fear is when the phone rings, not answering it, isn't it? Remember okay. when, your phone, when your phone rings? Even like this really pees your mum off. <laughs> Even if we're out for a meal. No, yeah, mum's saying, you're painting a bad picture of me. No, no, we're not. no, we're just... we love you, darling. Yeah, love you, darling. So I have to answer the phone. Yeah. Because you never know what you're going to miss. Now, Ever. guys, we're not saying that it's duplicatable, what my dad does, but it's worked over the years. And don't forget, that also includes the days when social media wasn't a way to build your business. Um, so, yeah, like if the phone rings and you miss it, like, uh-oh, I can't just easily message that person back or call them back, especially if it's an unknown number. Ah, Because that used to be a big thing as well, right? Yep. Unknown numbers and different yep. numbers, people phoning from phone boxes instead of landlines. In my early days, we didn't have email. We had postal mail. We had wow. to send a letter. So here's, I want people to really understand this, how much of the opportunity, like what the opportunity really is now. So guys, what used to happen in our house back in the, well, the 90s was you would advertise in the newspaper, wouldn't yeah. you? Just like Jeff Roberti, Eric Warre, those guys did the same thing. Dad was of that ilk, well, is of that ilk. So what they used to do is your phone used to ring. Yeah. You answered the phone. Mm-hmm. You blueprinted them, didn't yeah. you? I always remember a piece of paper, my dad had an A4 piece of paper. The phone would ring, their name would go on it, their age, their background, all of this. And you'd have a little score. You'd have, give them a little one out, give them a one out of 10 uh, and make a little note to be like, oh, this guy I've got to follow up with. But if they said they wanted more information, you would then go into the dining room and you would, on the dining room, there would be like 10 piles of paper, wouldn't there? You would take a piece of paper from each of the pile, put it into a black folder. Remember the black folder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it into a black folder, put it into an A4 envelope, and at the end of the day, you'd go to the post office and send it, wouldn't you? Yeah, we called them prospecting folders. Prospecting folders. So each piece of paper represented a piece of information. Yeah. Imagine that, guys. Now, someone says they're interested. What do you do? You send a link to a video. Just appreciate and understand how lucky you are to be in the opportunity now, right now. Like, there's no boundaries. There's nothing stopping you from greatness. So, Dad, I really appreciate you um, being on here and sharing with the guys some of those valuable tips as well. So, just in wrapping up, to, to summarize this, it's answer a question with a question. Yeah. Um, find out if they're serious or not. Curious or serious. Curious or serious. You can't make money with curious people. You can't make money with curious people. And just posture up, yeah. isn't it? That's what it's all about. Posture. Just posture's everything. Yeah, everything. Um, in fact, Lisa Grossman, she says, posture isn't an important thing. Posture's the only thing. Mm. Uh, and I think that's, that's brilliant. So... Right, guys, that's episode 35 of the Ninja, uh, the Network Marketing Ninja podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, please go ahead and leave me a five-star rating and review. Uh, take a screenshot, share it onto your social media platforms, and tag me at Fraser Brooks Online, and I'll see you on the next episode. See you soon. Bye, guys. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.